Well, if you had come into this game and told me that the Vancouver Canucks were going to get a point against the league-best Florida Panthers with Bo Horvat, JT Miller, Connor Garland, all out with COVID protocol, oh, and both of their goalies, I would have been happy with that. So you know what? I'm happy. I almost put the wind music here, but I didn't. The Vancouver Canucks lose this one 2-1 in a shootout against the Florida Panthers, a team that is literally one of the best teams in hockey right now, basically the tops of the league. Uh, they go out against Edmonton last night, basically get shelled and still win 6-0. They find ways to win. They come out tonight and they run into Spencer Martin, of all people, who holds his own in his first game as a Vancouver Canuck as, as being basically an AHL goalie. And uh, the Canucks earn a point out of it. So we'll break this game down as we always do. I'll give you my thoughts. Honestly, more pluses than minuses tonight. Uh, and then we'll go to you guys, the people. Get your thoughts in now. I'll scroll back up to the top. I'll read them. By the way, I'm going to call someone out right now. Debut Hunter, I know you're in the chat here, uh, said, Do you think Parker will still stream after this upcoming 9 nothing drubbing? Wow. No faith in Spencer Martin, who was absolutely fantastic, allowing one goal on what, 34 shots or something like that? Come on. Come on. All right. I'll give you my thoughts uh, here on Hockey Talks Night on Friday, January 21st. Canucks, Panthers, the first Spencer v. Spencer battle in NHL goaltending history. Spencer Martin on one side for the Canucks, Spencer Knight on the other side for the Florida Panthers. The Canucks with a depleted roster. They basically have one scoring line put together of Pedersen, Hoaglander, and uh, and Brock Besser, they didn't score tonight, but that was the only line that was really designed to potentially score some goals. The other ones were just sort of uh, pieces of players, just sort of like, hey, let's try this and see what happens. Uh, if you had come into this game and you said, oh, the Canucks are going to lose this one 5-1, to one, I would have said, yeah, that probably sounds right. But in the back of my mind, I was thinking, this is exactly the kind of game the Canucks are going to win because it doesn't make sense. The world doesn't make sense. Uh, and they kept this one pretty interesting. So quick overview. This one's going to be really quick tonight because honestly, not a lot of notes here. Um, Pedersen took a hooking call like 14 minutes into the game. That's my first note. Huberto hit the post. Uh, then Martin made a really, really, really nice save on Sasha Barkov. Right after it was killed off, they make a weak call the other way uh, on Tippett to sort of even up. And the Canucks score. It's a shot from Quinn Hughes from the point. A good old double tip. Goes off Pearson, then off Jason. No real chance for Spencer Knight. That's so tough. Uh, Canucks have a 1-0 lead. A pretty good first period for the Vancouver Canucks. I had the notes open, and apparently I hit the wrong button and I closed them, so I no longer have them open. Uh, but I think they were outshot something like like 10-8 to 8 in the first period or something like that. I'll see if I have it here. Uh, shots in the first period were 11-8 to 8 in favor of Florida, but a pretty even period uh, to start the game. And if you're the Canucks, 1-0 after 1, you're in a pretty happy spot so we go to the second period uh canucks go to the power play four and a half minutes in for a cross check look to make a two nothing lead uh tanner pearson with a great chance all alone from the point beats the goaltender doesn't beat the post like a quarter of an inch that way and that's a goal just doesn't find the way through uh hoaglander had a breakaway off of a really really nice setup pass from elias Pettersson. uh Pettersson had a great game by the way his confidence is is so much better he's just putting the puck between guys legs constantly uh, he looked really good tonight, but Hoaglander got robbed on a breakaway. And then Florida had a point shot as well that also hit the post uh, about 11 and a half minutes in. So both teams catch a post in the second period. Nothing goes in the net. We go to the third. Canucks on the penalty kill early. 
and it's Niels Hoaglander, a bad tripping penalty in the offensive zone. And it's kind of a ticky-tack call, but when the other team has taken like four penalties and you've taken one to this point, they are, they're looking to call something on you. So you can't give them the opportunity to make that call. Uh, Hoaglander takes a tripping penalty and the Canucks penalty killing woes continue. Uh, it's Sam Reinhardt tying it up. Pass gets broken up in front. Uh, good play by Highmore. He breaks up the pass across. Unfortunately, he tips it right to Sam Reinhardt, who's in front, and he tucks it in. And Florida has the game tied at one. Uh, Canucks get a, a power play later on. A uh, bunch of good chances. They don't get anything going. Either way, it's 1-1. We're going to overtime. Canucks have secured a point. Um, the Canucks overtime was okay to start. And then the Highmore, Lamico, and Oliver Ekman Larson went out there against the the gunners uh, of the Florida Panthers, and they got just trapped. They got hemmed into their own zone for about three minutes. They were stuck on the ice, just getting circled by like Barkov and Huberto and and all these guys. They were getting changes and, and doing a bunch of stuff. The thing is, Florida kind of forgot to score in this time. Like they 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 were so focused on keeping possession and wearing the Canucks out that they never really got a high danger opportunity from it, which uh, helped the Canucks out. So we go to a shootout. Brock Besser opens it up with a nice goal, goes backhand and scores. Uh, Huberto tries the Forsberg, goes too slow, kind of looked lame. Pedersen would have scored that if he had tried it. Uh, Pedersen, I was hoping he would try to be like, oh, Huberto, you tried that? Let me show you how it's done. He didn't do that. Uh, he tries to go five hole, catches the pad. Uh, Lundell scores. Hughes doesn't, although his stick work was great. I like Hughes in the shootout. I think it'll work uh, if you keep going back to it. And Barkov wins it with a little one-hand sort of flippy-do uh, past uh, Spencer Martin and the game's over two to one. Uh, but I do, like I said, I have a lot more pluses than minuses in this game because the Canucks genuinely kept up with the Florida Panthers for the second time in 10 days. The Canucks have kept up with the Florida Panthers and at least made it interesting. The first game, they were probably the better team on the road. Uh, and they got nothing out of it tonight. They are without three members of their top six in Horvat, Garland, and Miller. They are without both of their goaltenders in Demko and Halak, and they come out, and again, they keep up with the Panthers. Sure, the Panthers are on a back-to-back, -back, but like I said, the Canucks really have the odds stacked against them. Uh, they play a pretty good game, and they get a point out of it. So let's go over my pluses and minuses. My first one is that the effort level was there. The team wanted it tonight. The Vancouver Canucks were going after pucks. They were aggressive on the forecheck. Uh, their feet were just moving in general tonight. Like there was a lot of good, uh, just good sequences where uh, the puck would go into the Florida zone and they'd be right on it. They would, they weren't letting Florida just walk in and try to counterattack. Um, they, they were genuinely playing really well. They were winning battles. Uh, and the biggest line from this was that Niels Hoaglander, Elias Pettersson, and who was playing with him, Brock Besser line, uh, they were, they were going for it. Uh, Niels Hoaglander just wanted to shoot the puck and sure he took that bad penalty in the third period that led to the tying goal, which is unfortunate. Uh, but I'm sure if he hadn't done that, they probably would have found another power play to give them somewhere at some point. Um, Niels Hoaglander had six shots tonight. Brock Besser had three. Pedersen only had one, but that is nine shots from the line that they're kind of relying on to score goals. You couple that with Quinn Hughes shooting it from the point, uh, one or two times on that line and they were getting lots of pucks on net. Um, Niels Hoaglander was desperate. Like he was trying so hard to score in 15 minutes. Six shots on goal is really, really impressive. Uh, also the Tyler Mott line, I thought played like Tyler Mott at, on his own played very well. He had four shots on goal. Alex Chason had four shots on goal. Lamico had four shots on goal. 
Uh, that line was playing really, really well. My biggest plus of the game, though, is Spencer Martin. Uh, the first star of the game, Spencer Martin, in his first appearance, like his fifth NHL game or something stupid like that as a 26-year-old, he comes out, he stops 33 of 34 shots against one of the best teams in hockey, the Florida Panthers, against guys like Alex Barkov, who had four shots on goal. Uh, guys like Jonathan Huberta, who had three shots on goal. Um, we are talking about some of the best players in hockey going up against an AHL-level goaltender who steps up after the news last week of Halak getting COVID uh, just yesterday, Demko, or was it this morning? I don't know. I, time is a flat circle. Uh, Demko, yeah, it was yesterday. Demko testing positive for, for COVID. So it's Martin in the game, Di Pietro on the bench, and Spencer Martin played really well to the point where there's no shot. Spencer Martin does not play the next game for the Canucks, uh, which is, when is that? When do the Canucks play? Sunday, 7 p.m. against the Blues. You're going to see Spencer Martin again. Uh, honestly, just kudos to the kid. Uh, he was fantastic tonight. Golf clap. Golf clap for Spencer Martin. Um, other big pluses, uh, they kept up with the best team in hockey. Like, that's good enough for me, right? They they kept up with the Florida Panthers in a game where, like I said, all the odds were stacked against them. They're missing half their top six. They're missing their top two goalies, and most teams only have two goalies. Um, and like I said, yeah, Florida took care of Edmonton last night, but the Canucks had nothing going for them, right? We are talking about a team that is at 500, right? The Vancouver Canucks eight coming into this game, 18, 18 and three against the 27, eight and five Florida Panthers. The Florida Panthers had 59 points coming into this game while the Canucks had 39. They had 20 more points in the standings and the Canucks were missing half their top six and they were missing both of their starting goalies and they got a point. And that is just straight hustle battle and determination uh, I used this word last year when the Canucks came back from COVID and I think they played, it was either Toronto or Ottawa. It's probably Toronto, but Ottawa is clicking in my head where I used the word valiant, where the Canucks had come back from like two or three weeks of postponed games and they came out and they won a game. I think it was against Ottawa. And I said it was a valiant effort. And I want to use that word again because genuinely they could have easily given up in this game and been like, yeah, well, what were we supposed to do? We're against Florida with half our team missing, right? But they didn't. They went out there and they worked hard and they got a point and they moved up the standings. Not They didn't physically move up the standings. They're still in the same spot, still six in the Pacific, but they increased their playoff odds, right? I mean, you think about it. The Oilers lost again yesterday. The Stars won tonight, which is unfortunate, but I mean, the Cox weren't supposed to beat Florida and they didn't, but they got a point out of it. It was, I, I tweeted at the end of the second period that it, was, it had been an inspiring 40 minutes thus far. Again, because of the circumstances and because, you know, it being on Hockey Talks night to go out there and just battle. And I thought it was a, a great sort of, not message, but sort of a message, like a physical representation of a message that the Canucks were sending that they weren't just going to turtle over and give up in this game. And this game leads into some more big games, right? Like I said, they play the Blues 
uh, on Sunday. And then they have three games against contending teams for these playoff spots, right? So if they can go out and they can keep up this momentum and they can show that they are a strong team and they go out against the Blues and maybe they win that game, maybe they lose that game, but at least, you know, if they get it close and show that they can keep this momentum going. Because then they have the Edmonton Oilers who are falling apart faster than the speed of light. Then they, who are right in that battle in the Pacific Division for a playoff spot. The Winnipeg Jets, who are going to be competing for the same wildcard spots the Canucks are. And the Calgary Flames, who are faltering a little bit uh, in the last couple of weeks as well. So if the Canucks can keep this momentum flowing and use this game as a building block, because I'm going into that dressing room, if I'm on the team, I'm, I got my head held high. Because we just, like I said, kept up with the best team in hockey. And why can't we beat the Edmonton Oilers or the Winnipeg Jets at this point? So I loved that. I loved that. Um, and my other big plus uh, for the night, and it's, I mean, obviously I just sort of wanted to touch on it, a Hockey Talks night uh, in remembrance of Rick Rippon, uh, of course, 10 years ago now, uh, which is is crazy. Um, and I know that our sort of generation, and I know lots of my, lots of people who watch this are a little older, um, but the world's kind of crazy right now, right? It's so easy to catch yourself in this sort of doom scrolling thing where you're scrolling on Twitter and there's COVID and there's, you know, threats of invasion of Ukraine. And like, there's so much stuff going on that it's easy to become overwhelmed. Uh, so if, if that's happening to you, you know, log off if you need to, uh, and talk to someone because it's such an important topic. Uh, and I really love that the Canucks are sort of a leader in this space. Uh, the fact that every night they do a night like this, where they have someone like Kevin Bieksa come out and, and have that little speech before the game, um, it genuinely is very important, um, and uh, it's just a super important topic nowadays. Um, anyways, uh, the minuses from this game, uh, not a lot, to be honest. Like I said, they kept up with the Panthers. Um, the penalty kill, <laughs> again... <laughs> That's what six straight games out. They've allowed a power play goal against. Honestly, I think the penalty kill played fine. They only allowed two power plays against uh, and they played okay. It was kind of a fluky goal, but eventually you got to stop letting power play goals in uh, and it didn't happen tonight. And it's what led, uh, you know, both goals that were scored this game were on the power play, right? Special teams continues to be the story uh, for the Canucks. Um, and the other negative the other minus is the fact that half of the top six is in protocol and both of the goalies are in protocol with big games coming up, right? Like I said, the Oilers on Tuesday, the Jets on Thursday, the Flames on Saturday. Those are three huge games. And I don't know, I don't know the COVID procedure by heart, right? It's so confusing with the border. And I know some people are trapped down there. Some people are up here. I think Demko's up here. Halak's stuck down there. Horvat's stuck down there. It's all a mess. Miller, I think, is up here who knows who's going to be available and when, because even if it's five days, they still get negative tests. It's such a mess and the Canucks are going to need to battle. Um, and that's, that's scary. Uh, but genuinely with their performance tonight, they at least showed that it's doable. So with that, we'll get to your thoughts, your questions, your opinions, all this good stuff. So if you guys have your thoughts on the game, get them in now. I'm sure there's already a lot of comments here, so I'm going to scroll back and read those. Uh, if I don't get to you tonight, I mean, we're going to, this might be a little bit of a longer one. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but let's get to your thoughts, your opinions. Uh, I'm going to scroll down to where 
uh, where the game ended, which is right here. Uh, Demetrius saying it's a shame shootouts to decide a game are the worst. I think that's fair. I don't like shootouts unless the Canucks win them. Then I think shootouts are great. Um, the thing is, shootouts are good for the game. Uh, shootouts to decide a game can be annoying, especially, I mean, you look at like things like the World Juniors when they decide medal games off of that. I hate that. But for regular season games, the game has to end at some point. And let's be real. Every single person is super invested when the shootout's going on, right? It glues people to the screen. It's good for the NHL. Shootouts are good for hockey because they genuinely, no one is like, ah, it's a shootout. I'm just going to lean back and watch. Who cares, right? It's a shootout. No, everyone's on the edge of their seat, excited because we're, we might see a beautiful goal or regardless, the game is in the balance. Uh, with that play, right? You don't get these three minute sequences in overtime where these, where teams are skating in circles and not taking any shots on net, which is sort of what we saw tonight, right? That's the argument for the shootout. I don't love it, but I can't, you can't deny that it, that people are in, it's very engaging and people get glued to the screen, uh, because of it. Uh, Zach saying great game, proud of our boys for getting half of, or getting a point with half of our players in protocol. Fully agree. Uh, it is a game to be proud of. It, it's like I said, you know, you can be frustrated after a loss like this because you were so close to getting the win and, and so close to, you know, I mean, if you had held them off the score sheet uh, or if you had, you know, scored in the shootout uh, another time, right? You're that close to getting the win. But on the other hand, you can also look at this game, like I said, and be like, look at who we were against and look at the situation we were in. You know, we should be proud of ourselves and we should carry that in the next game. And I hope that's where the Canucks go. Obviously, the post-game uh, interviews will sort of lean into that. Um, I haven't seen anything yet. I don't have Twitter open while I'm doing sort of my my monologue. Um, but I'm sure I'm sure Boudreaux is going to be pretty proud of the boys uh, tonight after that game. Uh, Aisha was expecting a blowout, so not mad at it. Totally fair. Uh, debut Hunter. Can't believe you put up a fight like that tonight. Wow, seriously. Yeah. Um, and again, it's just fight, right? That's all it is. Like I said, it's so easy to, to turtle over and die in a game like this. Uh, but they didn't, um, lots of, uh, love for Spencer Martin, um, help saying, uh, I'll take it. I don't care in order to make the playoffs. You need to win or at least milk a point. That's fair. Yeah. You do need to, you got to get points where you can get them. Right. And again, if you had come into this game and said, Hey, you're going to get it. If the Canucks can get a point against Florida, I'm taking that every single day of the week, especially with how the other teams are, are faltering, uh, right now. Um, the elder, this is an interesting one. Get rid of Halak because we've got Martin. I don't want to put too much into one game, but trade Halak, <laughs> right? Like that bonus next year is a little concerning, right? Basically 1.25 mil. If he plays another two games this year, he gets onto the cap next year. Uh, and you know, the Canucks might need that money next year. Um, and if Spencer Martin, if this is Spencer Martin, and there was a little, there was a couple times he looked a little shaky, but he stayed with the pocket. He played really well. Um, the thing is you have a couple more games, right? Martin's probably going to play two more games, maybe one more game, but maybe two. Uh, and then you can make your decision. If he genuinely looks like he can be a backup caliber, sure, make the move. Why not? Um, BL tubes. I'm more disappointed. Martin didn't get the W. Oh, I forgot to put that in my pluses. The celebration that that Spencer Martin did after Chase on's goal on the power play. Uh, this one right here. Um, that was awesome. That was such a cool. Like they had a little video from behind Sportsnet did uh, of him being like like skating away from the net and doing one of these. 
I love that stuff. That's so awesome. You love to see people just having fun, right? Especially this guy who's only played a handful of NHL games. He wants to win, right? Uh, so that was really, really, really cool to see. Uh, Debut Hunter saying, even though we didn't hit the score sheet, I feel like Pedersen was playing a bit of a pseudo-captain game tonight. Um, maybe. Yeah, he definitely looked like he looked like he wanted to sort of lead the pack, right? And he played a really good hockey game. And, and again, there was just a lot of times where there'd be a guy on him and he'd make a play through a guy. He had to be the number one center tonight, right? There's been... He has been sort of off the hook on that, you know, trying to bounce back from the issues that he's having. And so he's been given the opportunity to be like the number two left winger or the number one left winger or maybe the two C. But tonight, Horvat's gone. Miller's gone. You have to be the guy. And he played really well. And again, he didn't hit the score sheet, which sucks. Right. But he gave himself the opportunity to. Uh, he genuinely played pretty well. Uh, he played 22 and a half minutes tonight. Uh, and he played really well. Uh, I was pretty happy with Patterson's game tonight. Uh, Aisha, do we get anyone back before St. Louis? I don't think so, because I think the people who we lost earlier, I think it's 10 days for people that were in the States. And again, don't trust me on this. I might be completely wrong. Uh, I think it's 10 days for people who were in the States and the people who were in Canada, it's five days. But I think Canadian citizens in the States might get an exemption. So Horvat might be back. In a, I don't think for St. Louis though, but maybe the game after, maybe I'd, I don't know. Uh, listen to, go on Twitter and search stuff, which I don't think is gonna help anyone. Uh, I'm sure there's gotta be someone, someone's gotta have it figured out. So go do the internet research, which I am, I'm not an investigative reporter, uh, so I can't do it. But I, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, Irwin saying an impressive game overall when the Canucks should have been dead to rights, hang in there and looking competitive. Can't really fault getting a point out of it all. Yep. Fully agree. Uh, like I said, every single thing against the team, um, and they played really well. Um, Agam giving credit to the fourth line saying what a freaking game by the fourth line. Absolutely shut down. One of the best lines in hockey. The offense needs much improvement. Look, I'm not going to criticize the offense too much when basically three, Really good players are the lineup, right? We are talking about a first line caliber winger in Connor Garland, a first line caliber winger slash center in JT Miller, and a good second line center in Bo Horvat. That's a lot of offense missing, right? You have guys like Sheldon Dries on like your third line, which I guess that was sort of the fourth line tonight, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like that's that's the issue here. You have, you have to have a guy like Sheldon Drys playing nine and a half minutes. Uh, Justin Bailey was in the lineup, although he only played like six minutes tonight. You you barely noticed him. You had to be paying attention. Um, you know, Alex Chason had to play 15 and a half minutes. Tanner Pearson playing 19 minutes. That's not a recipe for success, but it's the situation the Canucks were in. Uh, and they played really well. Um, Fun Q saying getting a single point was 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 hopeful. I think you meant to say, okay, I'm going to, I've translated. I've got it. Uh, getting a single point was hopefully. No, I, 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 I got it. Trust me. Getting a single point was hopeful. Even before we got COVID in, this is pure gravy on the cake and I am in a great mood. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it is gravy. Absolutely. Although I don't know why you're putting gravy on your cakes. That kind of sounds gross. Um, Dustin saying we should have put Hoaglander in the shootout. I'm okay with who they put out. Um, Hughes hasn't really had shootout opportunities, but he's so shifty 
that I'm totally okay with putting him out there. Um, Hoaglander had his chances to score tonight. He had six shots on goal. You can't convert on those six. Who says you're going to convert on the shootout one? I don't know. But uh, I genuinely I genuinely think Hughes could be really dangerous in the shootout. You saw how like his stick handling, right? And yeah, the goaltender stayed with him, but not every goalie will. I kind of like the idea of Quinn Hughes there. Uh, Elder was hoping for Pod Colson as well. I think Pod Colson's a little bit of, of ways down the lineup there. Probably not too far though. Probably after Hoaglander and uh, and Hughes. Uh, Blitz saying Canucks lead the league in five v five goals against per game. By the way, side note, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, but the penalty kill is so bad that the overall drops to thirteenth. It's got to be a personnel issue at this point, right? Yes, but not tonight. I think tonight the penalty kill was fine. Again, only two chances. That one goal was kind of a fluke, right? Like it was the right play by Highmore. He just happened to bat it out of the air to the player who scored. It's unlucky, right? Um, but the last while, like I said, they've allowed five or six power play goals in their last five games. And it's continued from Travis Green to boost Boudreaux, where seemingly everything has improved a bit under Boudreaux, except this. So I think it sort of lends itself to the opinion of its personnel. Um, it just doesn't seem to be getting better. Uh, hopefully they can figure something out because it is handicapping the team so, so heavily. Uh, Flaming Storm says this was painful. Too much fight for a loss. They can't score again. I'm not too worried about them not scoring because they were missing a bunch of people, right? Like I said, Horvat, Garland, Miller, all missing. That's a lot of your scoring prowess. And sure, Horvat doesn't score a lot of goals. Well, he, he scores a few, but he gets a lot of assists, right? JT Miller's a point of game player, right? I mean, he's in the game. Maybe the Canucks score another goal. Uh, so I'm not, you know, I'm not too worried about lack of offense again in a game like this where they held Florida to a goal. Right? Let's look at that. That's really impressive. Um, let's see here. Uh, Agam saying just a week ago, we lost 5-1 to the same team at full strength, and now we lost 2-1 shorthanded. Now, that's true, but also Demko had a really bad game against Florida. Like, his one, his worst game he's played in a long time against Florida. Um, the Canucks were the better team analytically against Florida that last game, and they looked like the better team. And tonight they were the slightly worse team, or maybe about even, uh, but they, they got the point. Uh, if And I like to look at sort of expected goals, and can I exclude OT? I don't think I can, although OT is very minor here. Um, Florida expected goals at all situations about 55%. Uh, if we go to even strength, it was actually... 49%. So at five on five, the Canucks were basically dead even with the Panthers analytically. We're talking six to three high danger chances. By the way, six high danger chances in a game is very low. The fact that they held the Florida Panthers to three high danger chances at five on five and all of them were in the first period is outstanding. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it is weird that the defense is playing uh, better for some reason. Um, let's see here. Fun Q saying you can argue Florida was tired from Edmonton last night though. And I, I have mentioned that, uh, the Oilers killed in shots, but we still earned that point. Now I don't need this to the Panthers until the cup finals. I like it. Uh, yeah. And yeah, the Canuck, their Florida was tired from Edmonton and the Canucks were missing, uh, five of the most important players in their lineup. So I think that's, if anything, more than generous enough, uh, for Florida to be given the benefit of the doubt here, uh, in having the, the upper hand. 
Uh, the Elder, two points up on Edmonton. Never would have thought that a month and a half ago. Yeah, if we go back to December 4th and the Canucks are 8-15-2 and 15 and two, uh, and the Oilers are on an absolute heater. And yeah, if you had told me, hey, j- mid-January, the Canucks are ahead of them, that's wild. Um, and again, like sure, the Oilers have four games in hand, but they have shown no signs that they're going to be winning those four games uh, in hand at this point. Uh, Cam saying really nice crowd tonight for half capacity. It sounded loud on TV. Good game overall. Spencer impressed me overall trade to the Oilers. Yeah, I, I, uh, I did sort of mention that. Well, not on the show. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe that's why Tyler Myers made that one really bad pass with 25 seconds to go in the third period, trying to build up the Spencer Martin highlight reel with that terrible giveaway so that they can get more from him for a trade to the Edmonton Oilers who need a goaltender. Um, yeah, no, the, the crowd was good. Uh, you know, 9,000 people there, um, you know, every other seat, that's fine. Um, Sportsnet did a terrible job on the audio again, um, which they seem to consistently be doing. They've had games last week on the road where the audio was like two seconds ahead of the video, which is annoying. And then today they forgot to turn the on ice mics on, but Hey, they figured it out by the second period, which I guess is good. Um, talk about Halak. The elders said bye bye Halak. Chris Lee said, "You really think we're going to sell Halak because of Spencer Martin?" No, uh, I don't think Halak wants to go anywhere. He's got a full no move. Um, I they 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 can't get anything for him. Uh, if he wants to stay here, he'll stay here. Um, they could say they could send him to the AHL and keep Martin up, but that seems kind of risky. Um, and it seems like it could really hurt the team. But you know, we'll see. Uh, Kai saying great effort from the Canucks. I would have liked to see Pod Colson up the lineup with Dickinson and Pearson instead of Chase on. I hate to say this. Chase on played pretty good tonight. Chase on looked like he had legs under him. He looked like he had some energy. I hate, I hate saying, <laughs> but I genuinely, I genuinely think that Alex Chase on played okay tonight. Um, but yeah, I, I too would like to see Pug Colson up the lineup, right? He plays nine and a half minutes tonight. Um, I might like him to, you know, take a bit of that ice time from, you know, Matthew Highmore played 20. Now keep in mind, three minutes of Matthew Highmore's 20 minutes were in overtime. So that's kind of unfair. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see Pug Colson get a bit more time too. Although in his nine minutes, he was all zeros, uh, across the score sheet, which is unfortunate. Uh, Lee saying the Canucks were giving the Panthers any time and space. It's the Boudreaux system. Yeah, the Boudreaux system is is looking good. Uh, and again, the thing is, systems can do great, but if the team isn't committed to it and the team doesn't put the effort in, it doesn't matter. Uh, so that's that's a big plus is that the Canucks genuinely put that effort in to make a difference. Uh, Roadster saying that Spencer Martin had never let in less than three goals in his previous NHL starts. Great game for him. Honestly, if you had told me the boys are going to lose in a, sh- in a shootout, I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah, fully agree. Um, and yeah, Spencer Martin, great story, right? Excellent, excellent game from him. Uh, totally fair statement there. Uh, Krishna saying the Canucks really stood on their heads to play well in front of Martin. How do they avoid crashing from this game and playing just as well against the Blues? I don't think there's, I'm not worried about like a crash, right? They just had two days off and sure it was a travel right back from Nashville. It's a few hour flight. You can get, you can adjust to that pretty quick. Um, especially cause you're going back in time. Although that actually might make it worse. I don't know. I don't know jet lag. Um, but you know, they, they played well, uh, and I think they can ride that right. Um, 
what do the Blues uh, look like? They played in Seattle tonight. They shut out Seattle five nothing. Uh, so the Blues are coming in with two straight wins, uh, pretty solid wins. Again tonight, a, an absolute drubbing of the Kraken. Um, I again, the Canucks just showed that they can keep up with teams like Florida and Tampa and Washington uh, and Nashville. Why not St. Louis? Right? St. Louis is they're playing well. Right? They're second in the Central. They're now ahead of the Predators after beating them a couple of nights ago and, and beating the Kraken tonight. Um, but the Canucks just beat the Predators. So why can't they beat the Blues? Sure, right? Um, let's see here. Uh, I'm going to pick a few more because we're going to wrap up fairly soon. Uh, Demetri saying, is Puck Colson in the doghouse with Boudreaux? Uh, seems like he's getting less and less ice time and Chase on was ahead of him in the lineup. Um, I don't know if it's doghouse more than just being a rookie and being less trustworthy, uh, which I don't love. Again, I'd love to see Pod Colson playing more than Chase on, but Chase on did play six more minutes than him, basically 60% more. Um, but Chase on scored a goal, right? And the, the other thing is Chase on's on the power play, uh, which is three and a half of those six minutes. Um, so that's a bit of a difference, but Still, I would also like to see Pud Coles and get some more, uh, get some more play time. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, why is this something saying I feel bad for Martin? He was so happy after that first goal. I don't feel bad for him. The guy just got to play in the NHL, play his dream, earn a point. I bet they're showering him in the dressing room with, with praise, right? I, I bet they're in the dressing room being like, man, you killed it. Like, again, you just stopped 33 of 34 shots against the hottest team in the NHL, right? The the team with 61 points, the best team in hockey, you held them to one goal. And then, sure, you lost in a shootout because Sasha Barkov beat you. Oh, no, right? Like, I, I bet he's feeling, like, he's probably frustrated that he lost, but I bet he's feeling pretty good about the way he played. And I bet the team has given him a lot of love uh, out there. Um, Krishna saying, knowing Boudreaux and his optimistic approach towards things, what do you think he said in the dressing room after the game? Um, if it was me, I would say, look, we gotta, we gotta stop letting in goals on this, on this penalty kill here. Um, but you play, they played really well again against one of the best teams in the league. Uh, I think you're pretty positive about this game. You're saying, Hey, if we play like this in those three upcoming games against Calgary, Edmonton, and Winnipeg, there's, we have a very, very good chance of winning all those games. If we can play like we did tonight and if our goaltending keeps us in games like we did tonight, all we have to do is convert on more chances, right? We're getting, we're getting 30 shots on goal. We're getting power play opportunities. A couple more of those power play opportunities click and you know, a couple more of those shots happen to go in and we can hold other teams to one or two goals a night. The Canucks are giving themselves every chance to win these games. Uh, and I think you're pretty happy with that. Um, let's see here. Uh, BL tube saying Canucks got to put some goals up Sunday and get that very handsome man. His first NHL win. That would be very nice. Hopefully they can get him a win. Uh, roadster giving the shout out to John pond. You Holamico quickly becoming one of his unsung heroes on the team. Yeah. Another good night from him. And again, surviving that, that overtime. I don't know if, I don't know how many of you guys play hockey. And again, I play at a low, low level, right? I'm talking beer league. Um, being on the ice for three minutes without a whistle, that sucks, <laughs> especially heading into your defensive zone, because 
it's not all physical movement. It's a lot of mental too, because you're trying to cover passing lanes and prevent shots on goal. Really, you're trying to prevent scoring chances. It's not just getting to the spot. It's also knowing where to be when you're that tired. It is so easy to make a mistake. It's so easy to pinch on the wrong guy and leave someone by himself. Uh, the fact that the three of them survived out there, Lamico, OEL, and uh, who was it? Who was out there with them? Uh, Highmore. The fact that they survived that, very impressive. Uh, again, the Panthers didn't really try to score, which is weird to me. Uh, but yeah, Lamico continues to be pretty solid. Um, hey, 50% in the draw tonight. Again, three shots on goal, three shot blocks. That's a pretty good night for a fourth line center. Um, let's see here. Um, fun Q wanting to admire Barkov's move for a second. Yeah, the one hand on the backhand, it is easier on the backhand than the forehand when you do that. But the one hand sort of, because really all it is, is you get it over to this side and you sort of, it's sort of a push flick, but you have to flick hard enough that it doesn't go you don't not get enough of it and it goes wide and you got to get enough of it that goes up. It's really impressive. Now, these are very strong, smart NHL players who have probably tried this a lot. So good on him. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's not an easy goal uh, to score. Oh, was Clay on TV? I missed it. Um, some If someone could send me that on like Twitter, if you have a video of it or a picture, I'd like to use that on Canucks After Dark to give him to sort of dog him for it. Uh, <laughs> um, Kai saying, not going to complain too much about refing, but my biggest pet peeve in the NHL is when refs call all these iffy penalties early, but don't say, don't stay consistent all game. Yeah. They made two bad calls, one on each side early, right? Um, the, the penalty, like literally both penalties were, were not good penalties. I think it was on Pedersen and then it was on, uh, who, who, who got the penalty for, for them? It was Tippett. Uh, Tippett took a really ticky tack call right after that, right? They even it up and then they went back to like normal NHL calling things. Um, at least they were kind of consistent in that way, but I don't know. It, it's, it's definitely an issue, uh, that every single sports league has. Um, wow, I'm sad. I missed clay on TV. Um, Chonger saying, why do you think, uh, Bruce sent out Lamico and Highmore for OT? Uh, not sure if that was a good decision. Play your best players in OT. Well, they started it with with Pedersen, Hughes, Besser. And then who are you going to put out? Right? You say play your best players, but they're going up against guys like Barkov and Huberdo and Ekblad, right? I mean, your best players in that situation, who are you going to put out? You're going to put out like Hoaglander and Pearson or Chase on? Uh, the Canucks are kind of short on guys here, honestly. Like Mont got a shot in OT as well. Um, but they don't have Horvat to put out there or Miller to put out there or Garland to put out there. Right. Uh, I genuinely think that that's why Lamico and Highmore were out there, uh, because they were most, cause basically you put them out there while guys like Barkov and Huberto are out there. Cause they were saying, okay, if we can survive this minute with our defensive players, then we can get our good guys back out against their defensive players and try to sort of, it's sort of like tennis, right? You're, you're serving and you're returning. That's sort of what they're trying to do. Um, in that case, I genuinely think Lamico and Highmore, yeah, they're not going to score for you, but their job isn't to score. It's to kill off a minute of OT and get your better players back out there. Cause OT is way more strategic than it is sort of skillful at times. Um, let's see, we'll pick a couple more. Cause I realize I've been going for 40 minutes now. 
Um, I'm going to skip a few here. Um, Sharms saying, do you think they kind of locked up more defensively today due to knowing it's not the usual goalie? I, I'm sure that's a part of it. Um, you also see a lot of times, though, teams, when they have a goalie they're not confident in behind them, they play worse because uh, they're trying so hard to bail them out and they make mistakes because of it. Um, that's definitely could be a excuse me, it could be a part of it, but I also think it's sort of the way they've been playing a lot lately, right? Um, they've been playing really good five on five defensively. Um, do, do, do. um, sorry, I'm just kind of scrolling. Um, cause lots of people were talking amongst themselves and I'm losing my spot. Um, Sharm saying, do you think Bruce would have had Podkolzin, Pedersen, and Hoaglander together if we weren't shorthanded? Yes, I do. Because that line played so well together the last couple of games. Uh, but the problem is then you have uh, no one for Brock Besser to play with. Um, so they they went back to sort of the, the old setup, uh, which I think was totally fine. Totally fine. Okay, I'm finally almost up to date here on questions. Uh, lots of criticism of Lamico and Highmore being out there. Interesting. Um, we'll take like two more questions. Sharm uh, uh, saying Lou should have been our e-bug today to make the contract worth it. Yeah, uh, I mean, hey, Spencer Martin did fine. Um, Agam giving shout out to Myers and OEL being overpaid, but they've been great this year. Yes, if we don't look at the Tyler Myers giveaway with 25 seconds to go, then they have been great. Um, but yeah, I do want to mention before we wrap up here, guys, uh, I did update. I'm sure you guys can see it in the chat here um, for anyone who is a member. I don't know if we do have a lot of we have some members in here. Uh, I updated the logos next to your name. So they're like the Canucks logos, but the newer member you are, they're the latest logos. And then the older you get, you get the older logos, which I thought is kind of cool. Um, if you're interested in becoming a member, shout out to our new members, by the way. Uh, a couple people joined. Uh, Coach Rob rejoined. Lee joined a couple of days ago. Thank you guys uh, for joining as members. If you're interested in that, there's a join button down below. Make sure you're subscribed. Hit like. If you missed any part of this, you can rewind back to the beginning uh, you can find it on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, and also, yeah, make sure you're subscribed because we're doing this after basically every game. Uh, so after the Canucks play the Blues on Sunday night, that's how we'll end our weekend. About 9.30, 9.45 on Sunday night, we'll talk that game. And uh, yeah, the Canucks uh, have a few big games coming up, right? The Blues, the Oilers, the Jets, the Flames, all next week. So make sure you're tuned in for those. Uh, I think I'm going to wrap up there. Have a good one, and uh, I'll see you next time.